we are the pickers. Now we have sound as well. Uh, cool, cool. Oh, we got everything. Uh, tech issues resolved in 30 seconds. That's great. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a live drunken episode of Monster of the Week. Welcome everyone uh, to Hey you. kids <laughs> Shut up fucking Seb <laughs> You're a fucking moron <laughs> I, I'm shutting up Then you should start talking Okay 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 Hello well, Kus <laughs> well, oh, this, is, this is just stupid um, Welcome to Monster of the Week Live part 2 um, today we have uh, gathered some questions from the internets. Some good, some bad, and some great. Uh, as usual, with the internets. Uh, well, let's get into the, the things we won't discuss first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we had some um, someone wanting to talk about allowing CEIE and or proxies. Won't touch that subject, not interesting. Okay. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Uh, sure. And then we have uh, the four horse seaman um, format. Well, uh, <laughs> won't won't really not really interesting to talk about the format that has like twenty players worldwide. I I don't really think that's interesting. No. Maybe no, if it maybe we if we talked about it so. Yeah, but maybe if it had like players uh, like the good format Atlantic, we could talk about it. I think. Okay, um, I've I've played it, I've tried it, and uh, mm. like we we had a we had a prime minister that uh, has a great quote from way back. I've been there, I've tried it, and I hate it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not like it's your own passion. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Um, it sounds like him. Uh, yeah, and uh, the last topic we won't discuss is uh, restricting Michel's factory. Nope, not going there. No, that's <laughs> too boring. It's been discussed for ten years now in in Sweden. It's like nope. Yeah, do you like? Off topic, on topic. I can't. Do you guys even see a ban in the Swedish format or an unban at this point going forward? Um, no, I don't think so. Actually, I don't. I don't really. I think it's kind of settled now how the format is, especially with like the if. Swedish was the only format. It would it would have felt nice to have some new unbannings or restrictions or whatever. But we have Atlantic and we have all this like yeah. stuff going on. So I don't really see a reason for anything. Like if you want some change, just do the change. I guess like 
get some people that <laughs> agree. Okay, yeah, you. yeah. Uh, Shahrazad, <laughs> Shahrazad is obviously. Okay, T- tell me your reasoning by Shahrazad. <laughs> but why is it restricted? Okay, but it's like yeah, exactly. It, it's like the thing is like there is no reason to restrict it in any format, mm. except except online. Um, in on time in on time tournaments, I can accept. Okay, maybe there there should be like with the chaos room and whatever uh, an an additional ruling if it gets unstricted. Then fuck fuck! I just realized I traded for a Charizard and I was gonna play it at WinCon, but I forgot I had it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow, I re- just realized it now. I haven't been thinking about it for three months. So, you tap? Is it an enchantment? Oh, oh, I don't remember how. It's so. a sorcery. It's sorcery, okay. Yeah. Play so a when do you, when would you when would you sideboard it in, or would you have it in main? Main deck in twelve bolt. Okay, yeah. so like just for uh, like. Oh, I'm 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 probably not winning this game. No, it's it's just an extra extra damage dealer. Yeah, basically half the life. Because like against peep against decks that don't play Bolt, you you just basically say that okay, I want to play a sub game. Do you just want to concede it now and lose half your life, or okay. or do you want to play the sub game and be be unfavored in that? And even if you win, I lose half my life, but it doesn't really matter in the main game mm-hmm. so yeah. so in non I mean I could see having it in the sideboard as well but uh, yeah I think I've have it main deck I think Nick Kramer played it once main deck in a bolt deck um, mm-hmm. it's too white that's kind of it's neat I guess I mean I, uh, I, I, I like having four yeah it, it could be some hassle I guess but sure yeah I don't know I mean, I, I, I haven't played against it or with it, so I. It's basically know. like gonna be one player in max one player in every tournament that plays for Sharasad, and that's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not discussing restricting uh, Mishra's factory segues into the next part, actually. When Seb removes his headphones, that is great. Restricting. Uh, no, actually, in general, variants of uh, Swedish old school. You don't have to change the format to play different things. You can have the... Uh, I mean, the, the, one of the most famous ones is uh, Gentleman's. Uh, you ban... Uh, you ban... Uh, ban uh, Mind Twist and Library of Alexandria, and then you have a, a new format. Which is quite easy, but there's, I mean, those are those are okay. Restricting sit in a bottle is one. Um, re- even removing ancestral is one. Um, with my yeah. library, that- I know DFB hates ancestral more than library and uh, mind twist, but that that's because he doesn't play blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, it makes sense. When he has access to library and mind twist, if he wants. Uh, but yeah, I think. 
but yeah but there's some other interesting variants um i've talked to jared of neos um and he's shared all the formats they have played mm. uh, and the one that's quite interesting i think because four strip mine is is so different but for wasteland you allow four wasteland in swedish old school <laughs> that's a cool uh, like spice uh, I, I would try I would like to play a tournament or something at least with that or have an yeah I think that they played Neos and he said that it it actually made um, uh, made um, made deck building fun because yeah it's 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 like okay I don't want to get wastelanded out I play basics yeah, or I g- gamble and play like um, low to the ground deck with four wastelands and um, and jewels. And it's actually better than uh, having a restricted Mishra, I get also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's it's a it's a easy format. It's fun, and I mean people don't have to buy wastelands; they can just play strip mines instead of wastelands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I understand that people don't want to buy wastelands if they don't have it yeah. and only play old school. But then, so maybe even Erota strip mine in that, yep. in, in 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 that sense, yep. unrestricting strip mine, making it non-basic. Uh, yeah, that's more old school feel, I guess, than having actual wastelands. Yeah, and uh, another. F- easy easy uh, it's not that easy but it's it's fun um you play with legends but you lower the costing cost of legends uh mm-hmm. all legends that cost six or less you reduce by one colorless and all that cost seven or more you re- reduce by two colorless Ooh, i like that okay yeah. i like that you focus on not the like colored mana because i think that's uh you need to have that legend aspect uh, like intact but keeping down the cost what how about like the upkeep costs and everything that's this, that's still the same i guess yeah yeah but they yeah yeah they they are one of each color for the elder dragon, dragons mm. And that's fair. And Caracas being banned and everything. Yeah, Caracas banned. And then I think you need to add the clause that you have to play X amount of Legends. Because else people would just show up. I remember the first time they did that in Neos. I think Caracas wasn't even banned. And I think Mano showed up with the deck with two or three Caracas. (laughs) 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 So he won that also. Yeah, yeah. he wanted to win the whole Neo season, so he just played the deck two times, I think, and won both months or something. And that's like in the when you went to WinCon, the scryings where where wasn't the finals didn't have a scrying card, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And Charles has a suggestion in chat that you should ban whiteboarded library. (laughs) <laughs> you know maybe you should should have a tournament where you only allow whiteboarded library then may i think uh, a whiteboarded yeah. only tournament would be fun that's on my bucket list but then you're allowed to play like from all editions with the same art yeah as long as they're whiteboarded yeah so you don't need to sit and whiteboard and stuff yeah but library you need to yeah, mana drain. You need to. 
Yeah. Falling Star, yeah. etc. I, I don't think that I've seen that many falling stars, whiteboard falling stars. Have you ever seen a whiteboard? I, I have. It's, it's a dedication having a whiteboard library, but that's like being dedicated. But but it's, it's, there's there's Italian <laughs> cards. There's Italian cards. Yeah, that you could whiteboard them. Uh, let me let me browse a a, a binder here. That's. Um, uh, let's see. I see an Uborg there. You can play that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Shane Lightnings. Um, um. Ah, okay. That's a nice card. Yeah. I think you it's. You need to. Yeah. Um, this, these are nice. So we're looking at the Wall of Earth and we're looking at a. Now, Wall of Heat. Heat. Okay. <laughs> We, we we saw a wall of heat and a white bordered falling star, but that what it is it's a what edition is that? Is that like legends? But you, it's not. Is it white bordered? In uh, no, I white bordered. I white bordered Okay, white bordered okay. uh, Italian legends, uh, which because they they were like um, twenty euros or something when I bought it. Mm -hmm. so it was like whatever i just wanted uh, an atog deck fully whiteboarded so back then i didn't have a whiteboarded library so i played without library mm. because i didn't want to white because it was when i had only one i would never whiteboard my only library mm. dedication that's that's what we're talking about yep dedication to the aesthetics of cards mm. And decks. <laughs> White bordering. I mean, Hello. I don't have black border power or jewels. So yeah, I've talked to Ty about like going to the Troll Cup. Maybe I should bring some uh, like foreign black bordered Japanese uh, cards. But then I checked into like I want to have what you're talking about. You can't just like have a few of them. You want like. A group of them or a set of something and then and i wanted chivans and saras maybe or yeah something. that's <clears throat> but chivans are yep, chivans at least hundred dollars or something yeah saras are like 10 12 euros each uh, yeah so i have one i've started a Sarah angel collection um mm. i just ordered five more uh <laughs> like four and black bordered uh no, no, I I collect like all five different or yeah, uh, fourth edition <laughs> white border Portuguese and Spanish, uh, collector's edition, and then Italian and Ger no French and German foreign black border. Uh, I want one of each, mm. uh, and then well, I will slowly getting there. Yeah, I still need to host up the five thousand dollars for a summer one. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, I mean the cheap one. The cheap one, but uh, but I have the alpha now, so so I, at least I have ticked that one off. I think uh, the most played uh, summer card lately has been uh, lions. <laughs> like there, there's there's it's it has ha, people have been pimping up their decks with summer, and I think the most played card I've seen is uh, summer lions. Uh, well, well, that makes a set. Ron Coroni has a playset, and 
Simon has one, and I, uh, yeah, Stebo doesn't have one yet. Okay, he wanted to get one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they are they are not. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say they are cheap, but they are <laughs> kind of affordable. Uh, they are there's one up at magic car market for 2200 euros and that's overpriced but compared to sarah angel that is an uncommon that costs five grand yeah so so i mean in comparison they are not super expensive if you already are into that summer thing they cost less than an unlimited mox but you haven't got into any miscut Sorry, no, no, I'm I'm not into. I don't. I have never liked miscuts. Mm-hmm. I I think it's just weird. I remember seeing them at like GPS and stuff a while back, and some of the cards, not in old school, when when we had like big tournaments where you could play. I don't remember the ruling exactly, but if you. Whatever the card name says on the card is basically what the card is. Yep. So I remember like a Tesseret or something, some weird card, but with like a Elspeth on it. And then I, then I was like, well, this is just weird. And I didn't really get into it, but uh, it would be kind of like with your, you have the, it's not a miscut, but the misprint then with your mm. time elemental at least. But yep. misprints are cool then, I guess. From your yeah, I like view. them. <laughs> I mean, mis- miscuts are cool, but I just don't like them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So maybe, are there any other... But misprints, you, like crimped cards, I don't really I, I don't really get that either. But uh, maybe there's some misprints that you would like also to get from... Uh, for for your Sarah collection then, well, it's yeah maybe something. I mean, I I would I would buy some weird Douglas Schuler um, Sarah Angel art stuff. I won't buy the new ones, of course. Mm. Not into that. But yeah, uh, do you have any other um, old school variants you you like on Swedish? Like not saying that Atlantic is a variant. Um, like Swedish 69, I think it's fine. I, um, I think, yeah, I've played, I, I like, I, I, I like playing new formats, <laughs> trying them out and try to break them. Uh, and it's nice because I think the, the main rule with new format is that you try new cards out and you get to see cards and you get to play cards that you don't usually play. But the best formats is where you also get to play power. Like, I don't really like the X points or whatever. Like, that's not for me. I I really, it's it's well uh, managed, I think. And I really see the, how, how it's good, whatever. I, I don't it's just I like playing power and but that's old school more for me I mean I wouldn't consider X points a variant that's just a wholly different format okay, okay. yeah I don't know yeah that is true it's 
It's no, it's nowhere close to Swedish old school. I, I think I want to like gentlemen's old school, basically. Mm. Basic. Basic, but mm-hmm. simple magic. Is it because of your card pool? Yes and no. If, I, if you play one of those Swedish variants like Swedish 69, if I will want to play it, I will probably just get the cards for it. But I don't. And I never got, I never drawn to those formats. I prefer the Swedish where it's simple. Mm-hmm. I can just build a deck and play. Mm-hmm. You can just build the deck and play, okay? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> deck in every format is good. So yeah, but uh, I'm looking to to try out some variants here in Gothenburg at our Tuesday meetups. Uh, it was actually Fluffy who wanted it. Mm-hmm. Can what, you imagine, what, Fluffy? He, no. Yeah, <laughs> he wants he wants to to try out some because we play every every fourteen days, and he wants to have like something to think about for fourteen days. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So he gets an idea. Say, let's say we do the four wasteland. Then he has two weeks to figure out what's the best for Wasteland deck. Mm-hmm. And then he can yeah. just forget about it, and then he gets a new format. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into that also. Uh, the problem with it's the aesthetics, I guess, with bringing in new cards. I don't really mind bringing in new cards, but uh, I would like also to, if every 14 days to have something new if you had an ongoing like hangabout that's kind of nice actually uh i i I couldn't say now how i would how i would do but like hank and odal they have is it each Each fourth or something third or fourth month they have yeah yeah. 
they have a special odor. Uh, so I and I kind of like those because it's been it's been the four horsemen. It's been uh, like some fallen empires. Yeah, fallen empires. <laughs> but well, okay, basically, uh, it it is it, 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 no, what's it called? Atlantic. A at ATL. Yeah. No. ATC, okay. is a, ATC is a podcast, all yes, things considered. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't even remember, but we, I think Gordon also, like when we didn't have that many tournaments like to go to, and when internet wasn't a place where you usually played, we had the Ivor Cup. For, People from uh, a lot of places came to Stockholm to play Ivor Cup, and uh, we had we hang out at his place and had some sort of weird old school uh, setting for. But I can't really remember any of them. I would have remembered one of them being nice, I guess, but I can't. Re- I, I played a bunch of them, uh, like different rules and different. Uh, styles maybe like yeah there's so many things you can do Uh, and I think what Fluffy wants is probably the best way to go about like having you can play singleton one time and you can play like having a commander one time but with different rules so you can do you can do so many things I guess Uh, but I, I'm kind of intrigued with bringing in a few new cards, like Wasteland, but having... I, I'm, I'm into that. Having strip mines being Wastelands, and you can yep. unrestrict it for a tournament. That's like what I've heard from so far. That's the best. Yeah, I'm actually thinking I'm going to go with that as the first format, because I really like the idea. Yeah. Uh, but now it's time for a shot. Uh, I have a raspberry licorice shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have a tray, a shot shots tray? No, I have a shot bottle. But you should have a tray to put it on, so we no, can but... officially call it a shots tray. Yeah, but this is the <laughs> this is the weird shot tray. Yeah, people people outside of Sweden don't really. I don't think you buy a tray of shots. Uh, yeah, you do. It's not a saying, but it's it's not like. Can I get a tray of shots? I don't know what the word is. Maybe there is some weird word. But we yeah. also have a, another variant in in chat. Uh, two pack. Mm-hmm. So so you play you you play by ordinary rules, but you can play two maze of it, two sh- Mishra's workshop, two Mishra's factory, and two strip mines. Two pack. That that's all, that only goes for lands then. Yeah, it, it's the, it's the ordinary restrict list except for those you can play two of. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Also, it's very inelegant. That that's that's yeah, why I exactly. don't like it. Yeah. Uh, if we had a better name for it, because it's only lands. But Tupac yeah. is a great name, right? Well, Tupac is it, it, it doesn't connect with having you wouldn't. We we discussed this on the last drunken episode, like 
having good names for stuff than you then but it's it, i mean yeah. it's it's basically pacific pack is short for pacific the format pacific and then it's two pack okay <laughs> I, I, I don't get it but it's, yes it's from yes, Calif- I, get, I get it but i don't get it it's it's inelegant still it, it's california yeah, okay. love, yeah i know love. i know the rapper and i know <laughs> The song and I know the format. The made the song and no, but Seb doesn't know the name of formats. So Mm. okay, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know the name. Period. Yeah. Do you thought that it was named Hawaii? I think Hawaii would have been more clear. Maybe we should make a format that's Hawaii. Where there is a there is an old school team on Hawaii that's called Dudes of Paradise. That's a pretty good name. But the, <laughs> They're amazing. But the Hawaii format needs to. You can play volcanic islands. You can play islands. Tropical islands. Trop, yeah, tropical, tropical islands. islands. Birds of paradise. Birds of Paradise, but you can't play any other lands that's not islands. I don't know how it is like with uh, earthquakes and stuff. Hur- hurricanes and earthquakes would be good at probably. Yeah, but but I'm talking land wise. You, no, you but mono wise, you can only play <laughs> okay. the islands. We'll we'll skip this. This leads nowhere. <laughs> well, try to make a format here. Hawaii. This, this is like my uh, my scorpions deck with rock you like a hurricane and send me an angel and winds of change uh, oh you played all the house yeah i'm of each uh i mean you need to send me four angels mm-hmm. okay yeah whatever uh we have another interesting one from uh, bjorn joni mirvaka how would unrestricting chaos orb uh affect the format uh We'll start by removing that it would be so expensive. Okay. Just just don't consider that because that, that's no fun. Yeah. It would be so expensive though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I only have two orbs, so Oh poor you. I have one. But uh, well we I'm uh, okay, how would it affect the format? It would be um well I don't yeah, I don't really like it because it's the cleanest answer to anything, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. Okay. You don't have to play white anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, but wouldn't you play white and play Divine Offerings and Disenchant just to take care of... The- but you could just play Red and Shatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Mm. I think this is more into what we earlier talked about. Listen, it's a nice variant <laughs> more than uh, we, we talked a lot about unrestricting advance here. But yeah, what but would happen? This is what we're talking about now. Yeah, right? I think that like what decks would be really good in this mm. format? Mm. Big DFB red. Green. What did you say, Ty? I didn't hear. DFB green. Uh, DFB green would be good. D- DFB. I mean, Atog seems like uh, seems fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, playing type of Atogs with four orbs would be amazing. Yeah, twelve bolt, four orb mm-hmm. deck without white. So, like blue red, 
Eight tog. Uh, and like, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with Ty here. I think all the land uh, denial plans, the Ponza scheme <laughs> things, of, uh, would also really benefit of uh, having four chaos orbs clearly. And uh, I think also the weird part of this would be that Maze of Its would be better in a sense, I guess. Since the DFB deck is so good with Maze of It, and then you have answers for but then again the opponent may Everyone have... has five answers to Maze of yeah, It now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it would have would, would be weird. And, and there will, will be a lot of flips. <laughs> there will, I mean, a lot of people would have to practice their flips. Yeah, that's a, that's a good aspect yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thomas, uh, that, that's what I meant. Everyone has five answers for Maze of It, which is four Chaos Orbs and one Strip Mine. So I don't think Maze... And the, the real loser is obviously Enchantments. Mm. The, I mean, the Abyss... Uh, and moat are are terrible. Blood Moon is a big loser in this format because everyone has four colorless answers to Blood Moon. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so in a sense the co- the monocolor decks would benefit for, from it like green and red, as we talked about, but it, then again, <laughs> the, it would be answers for, like, what we said, Blood Moon, and maybe, I don't think Maze is the main problem with DFB Green, but, but like, there, it would be answers for uh, Winter Orb or whatever, some constricting weird card that's in play uh, for the opponent. Because two... Uh, like on the curve, on the mono curve, two is you can't like constrict uh, an opponent. To, it's it's nice to keep your opponent down, but usually I don't know where the where the sweet spot is. But usually not two. It's not like you're afraid of your opponent having two mana. No, but yeah, but I think all these weird. Uh... Big decks are suffering from this format. From the yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you can't you can't really. But then again, they're suffering even more because it's not like they're not suffering now. <laughs> you don't you don't see that many four I, six drops or whatever. I've seen a lot of Motis uh, <laughs> and Ser Angels lately. Um, right about that. M- more more than ever before. So. Mm-hmm. We Those... talked about in the last pod about how terror has been uh, might be good now, uh, or it's, it's, even it's, better. It's always been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've said it for a couple of years now, and you don't even have to flip it, right? <laughs> yeah, but but it would be interesting to try that people could proxy up to four orbs and play that format once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would be fun. Do we have any other weird things to do with uh, Chaos Orb? Like, I guess Abyss Agro, like BB-8 would be good with four orbs. Yeah. 
I think those mid-range decks would benefit mostly. Uh, usually you go, when you hear a set or a format or whatever, you go for the most aggressive or the most combo-ish uh, <laughs> like types of decks. But at, at least in the beginning, the mid-range decks wins. Then you find the, I don't know, the weird combo deck or even the most aggressive deck that actually breaks the format. I would go for Blackwise Ankh of Mishra uh, in yeah. four Chaos Orb format. That would, be, that would be my... Yeah, with Atok. That would be my starting point. You play only one and two drops and some three drops, which is uh, Psionic Blasts and be done and with the it. Thunder Spirit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> and thunder spirits. Yeah, uh, I have them in my trade binder. Three of them. Four is <laughs> the fourth is for Singleton. Uh, actually, but okay, but yeah, interesting idea. Uh, it's not reasonable because of costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's not uh, reasonable to try it either. Because no, no, that. no. I mean, we, we, yeah. I, I'm definitely putting that up on the list to to try out. Mm. But then maybe, like, we usually don't like proxies or whatever. But for fancies and like you mentioned earlier, if you're playing something each 14th, was it? Yeah. Is it a fortnight? Yes, it's a fortnight. If you're playing something each fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to try out, I'd say. Um, uh, okay. Um, now we have we have another one in chat as well. We'll come to that. Now we have uh, what happens from Martin Fluffy. What happens if Swords to Plowshares is restricted? Um... It's interesting. It's really in- it's a real interesting point. I think w- what the hell would happen? I- imagine if you play try to spike without four swords. What what would happen? My first thought is that play fancy suit with one social closers. I mean, you, you, I mean, yeah, uh, because, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's also my first uh, point. But then, if you look at like the deck with only one social closers, I guess they play, they go more controlish and go abyss. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah, you, spiky. I don't think you play. Uh, the deck without four shorts, right? W- would you even consider that? No. But, like, you can play. Uh, I don't think Mo. Uh, like, no. I don't think swords is the. Like, for the deck. I think you can play. I would play. Uh, yeah, what well, I would. I would play Spirit Links and I would play Moats and I would play maybe an additional Abyss. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think for the deck, as I said earlier, sometimes I think four tundras are the biggest, the best thing you can have. No, but did, did, this we're is talking not... just about the deck. 
Yeah, but this is not a discussion about about the deck. It's what happens oh, with yeah, the format yeah. with one yeah, sword. You asked if you would even play the deck, and I think I could play stuff still that makes it viable and very good. Uh, but like, you would not play. <laughs> I don't. I don't. How many like in the Lion the Bolts decks usually? Zero to two. Okay, so that wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter at all in the Lion the Bolt deck. Yeah, and with other white decks, would you say, like for all the black-white decks and stuff like that, maybe, but those aren't even like the top tier one decks, I'd say. Maybe two <laughs> tier two would, decks. Would we see it? I think we would see a surge in City in a Bottle after that, because Jusam and Serendi become so much better. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that is like, but also, yeah, especially those, because they're not blue or red, so the it won't be... Because it's a clean answer with blue or red elemental blast otherwise, I guess. Uh, yeah. For Mahoti Jeans and all the other weird five toughness creatures, but Mama hot me. It's not uh, Maha. No, no. Maha Moti. But just some no and uh, like what other five toughness creatures? Kurnam. Wouldn't you be playing like Ernie, yeah, Control Ernie, Magic? Clearly, Control Magic. Control Magic seems. Seems good, and people are talking about Spirit Link in the in the chat. Yeah, but I I, I said Spirit Link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also they said it even before, and it's like, okay. is Spirit Link a good replacement for swords? It's really isn't right. No, not in that sense. I think Spirit Link is good when you have creatures also uh, that you can put it on, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. How would you say the uh, the deck version with, uh, I mean, it's still five mana to cast a Sarah Angel, but with like four Sarah Angels. Basically, if you go Stebo's deck with uh, Suchis uh, and Sarah's and Spirit Links, mm. would that be a good option? Mm. He plays four swords and he has to change three of them for Spirit Links. I don't know. I. It's... It's hard for me to see where the format is going if you restrict swords. I might be stupid here, but it's really hard for me to see what would happen. Pondering you'll play a big spiky tournament with this rule set. Stebos is exactly a good starting point, I think. Because you would probably play like two Spirit Link, one Control Magic. Mm-hmm. That yeah, would probably be my take on it. Mm. And like, yes. basically, you can play a lot of more mazes. And what I said earlier, depending on your build, you can play still play moats or abysses. Uh, there's so many answers, but like, sure, uh, the best answers answer for. Mishra and what Olan talked about, like the big creatures, uh, are the swords, clearly. Uh, we still have the 
sit in a bottle for most of the problematic creatures and those are that like we've seen way back actually it being used in the deck even if <laughs> you're playing five colors and still you're playing sit in a bottle because of like just some gin and uh, dibs or whatever urnums so I don't think it would it wouldn't shift the format that much in the end. It would introduce some cyber cards into the main, I guess. <laughs> I think um, one card that I've discussed earlier um, is Guardian Beast would be better. Yeah, Guardian Beast would be that would be the most the f- most fun aspect of this because it's it it doesn't care about moat or spirit link. Yeah. And like Yeah, exactly. We 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 also talked about how Sonic Blast kind of uh being more played, but I think the four toughness toughness of uh, Guardian Beast is the is one of the parts of why it's so good. So uh, yeah. having only one white clean answer for it. Because putting a spirit link on a guardian beast isn't really solving anything. If if you get something rolling with all your artifact crap. Actually in chat, Nihilistic Tutor pointing out that people would probably start playing more terrors. Yeah. Um, I can see that, but they won't—they won't take care of the artifact creatures and Jusamjin. And hypnotic, hypnotic is all. I oh, mean, hypnotic. hypnotic is also getting better in, in this um, in this variant because it doesn't. Spirit Link doesn't solve hypnotic. No, it doesn't. Oh, jeez, hypnotic. I mean, it's. It's hard. I think it's hard to to see what's going to happen if you restrict swords. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of weird implications. We also found uh, Seb hypnotic becomes a lot better with restricted uh, swords because yeah, Spirit Link Spirit Link can't even take care of that. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So I mean, I think it would would actually. I mean, it makes creatures better in general. It makes mm. it makes trolls better. Yeah, trolls, and I think that's usually what what what's quote unquote bad about the format is that creatures are uh, not that good. Like in that sense, it's a feel bad when someone's just drawing out cards and winning with a big fireball. Sometimes uh, when you have all your sweet. Just some jeans, as we talked about, or Mahamotmi. There is no N in Mahamotmi jin. <laughs> Where do you get that N from? <laughs> I, I found it somewhere. It's here. I, yeah. I just saw it flashing by. Uh, the jeans and whatever, all those sweet creatures are like, yeah. 
that's what what you remember that's the nostalgia usually and it's not that nostalgic to have a mind twist or a source of pleasures no but yeah um totally an interesting point um to to restrict source i think it would have greater implications than people would at first assume Mm -hmm. this is another format for you to test on your bi-weekly i don't i don't think it's good in a small uh no because people will just okay i'll build my enchanters i mean it's interesting from a spike perspective not from a fun perspective yeah because like half of the people won't encourage anything it doesn't encourage you to build anything uh, different no people people will just play like oh i'll play my atog deck or i'll play my counter burn or or whatever it's like there's enough this like a lot of people don't play swords but you you have to adapt to people like if you play a big tournament you have to adapt to people playing swords when i went to london and played my beast deck all my opponents played swords all five opponents like that's if people couldn't play swords they wouldn't Probably not. Not everyone would play white at all. Yeah, in not tournament. that many. You have you have disenchant, and you have people who still play balance instead of splashing it and have city brass, I guess. But those are the key cards, I guess, that from white. Uh, but there's another thing that came up in chat, and it was Thomas D zero three fourteen who said. What if we restrict all the usual suspects? Um, and like Swords, Disenchant, Serendibs, Lions, Bolt, Chain Lightning, Psionic Blast. What the hell would happen? How, how would you... Uh, is it the four offs that are the usual suspects? Yeah, they would restrict, restrict... I mean, restrict the four offs because the other ones are already restricted. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is too hard to, to see what would happen. Um, some cars would see more play, obviously. Mm. Uh, and it's easy to, to find out which ones to restrict because there's a guy, uh, I don't have the link right now, but he was on ATC talking about he has done data from a lot of big tournaments mm-hmm. to see what decks and what cards are most played. So it could be easily done. Uh, it could be interesting. But, like, what we started talking about, like, way back from now, was, uh, like, trying to make you play stuff that you don't usually play. And this is going from the other end of it, I guess. Uh, Like, restricting and, like, banning stuff so you could play other stuff other things i like more what you said like if you're if at least if you're trying stuff out i think it's better to just include stuff and then go go in this way it's weird but maybe but if you're if you're restricting lightning bolt source to plowshares you can the best way to go about is probably just playing singleton then or play cards like um, Guardian Beast, Evil Eye, Diamond Valley, Rook Eggs, Discs, yeah, wh- whatever you keep. Hangs around. 
because the problem with sing the problem with singletons is that some cards are so extremely powerful compared to the other ones mm-hmm. and it's and it's not like the moxen like fireball and brain geyser are so overpowered in singleton it's like when you're playing edh or commander whatever you would call it when someone has a turn one soldering <laughs> yep it's yep. like it feels yeah if it's too powerful, or 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 like an ab- or like an abyss in singleton, like turn two or three abyss against a creature, like they have no mm-hmm. answers for it, like or mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. it's game over, like. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, but but it's it's too hard to to grasp what would happen if we do that. Uh, Charles said, what if you allow more than three of any card that is not restricted? I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. People will play a couple of non-optimal cards. That's what happened. Mm. Like, like, are we talking about unrestricting? Like, even having more than four? Of- no, 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 no. Yeah. Like... The restricted list stands. You can't play three ancestral recalls. All the mm-hmm. cards that are allowed a four off would be allowed as a three off instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about allowing infinite number of creatures? <laughs> <laughs> wow, like the, yeah, the Kurt ape the, or the Savannah land deck. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's, it's only one drops that would. Like no, the, no, no, like you could play 20 Serendi Befrits. Yeah, okay. But then you would die to one bottle. Uh, mm. I think that's I think <laughs> yeah. that's just, just a weird wonky format. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like play 20 Suchis. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would like to see the 20 Suchi deck, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can do stuff with that and then you include fireballs and then you include uh, at least one Ashnal's altar mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that, inferno that yeah. yeah you have a basic yeah that that would be fun uh, but yeah I, I'm I'm not a fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's like the tree of of course that's basically like reindeer's new decks he plays a lot of three offs in his decks now, not four offs. I think that's just a, just a deck building choice. More. Nobody grace have got an inshallah with the move. Question. But then look at the answer. Question. But then look at the answer. Question. We have a first time chatter, hot pair. What is Monster of the Week and where are the tinfoil hats? We haven't <laughs> lost two matches today, Pair. Sorry. <laughs> we need to lose two matches to wear the tinfoil hat. You know the rules. 
maybe I can use this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does this suffice? Uh, wait, I have one. I have one. How far can tell? But the. Does the gamma or radio waves keep things out if I have the pad down uh, cup? What 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 do you cup, think of uh, what do you think about my um, <laughs> That's a nice one. Like the chat yeah. can decide what's the best uh, thing to keep out keep the governance <laughs> government out of this out of my thought processes. This is a trophy for some girls school in Gothenburg. What? Yeah. How did you win a girls school trophy? No, there, there's, there's a weird story about this. We found it in a basement of a school. Uh, and I was like, I really want that. It's like, yeah, who, who owns it? We don't know. It was some old principal of a school here in Mundal who had this in his office. And they just put it in the basement. So I got it as a present. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's weird. Okay, um, moving on, moving on. Uh, I need another drink, but you can start discussing the next topic from Mats Jedda Rasmussen. Why Ernam Geddon is the best deck? Okay. Why is it? It's what? the best. You have played it with infinite no, uh, number of uh, savannas. Wait, what did you say? Did you did you play it when we uh, played the was it? Mm, oh, Mobstacom, yeah. Mobstacom, when you played infinite number of savannas. Yeah, I played. I think I played twelve or sixteen savannas. Yeah, I think you bought mine. And how many people were were we at the summer vacation house? No, it Maybe. wasn't at the summer vacation house. It was okay. at Gordon's place. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Then you only had yours, mine, and Gordon's. Yeah, but I borrowed from, I think I borrowed from Hatper and Emil also. Okay. Was that a Arnhem deck? It was kind of an Arnhem deck. But it still sucks. Okay, so let's start here. What's the best Urnum Gedon deck? You'd say? Uh, Jok Almlund played a five color Urnum Gedon deck at like one of the first iteration of uh, Fish Liver Cup. Fish Liver World Cup, or what it's called. Is it mid range? Yeah, it sounds mid range. Five color. <laughs> Is that the best? That's the that's what you started going with. <laughs> I think that was the best Anamgeddon list I've seen. Okay. I think Hat Per played Anamgeddon like way back in the day. Back in the days. Mm -hmm. But what, what would you say is the best situation of it right now? I still think that Almanon's list is the five-colored. Where, where, what, what are the creature based then? Are you playing? Uh, you're not playing script sprites. You're not playing Sarah's probably. Sarah's yeah. and uh, Ernie's. Okay. So creatures. you're landing an Ernie or a Sarah, and then you're playing an Armageddon. 
yeah. that's your game plan. Uh, yeah, I think that's basically where you. It's called Earn. Ernagedon, Ernamgedon. Ernagedon. Yeah. So you need to play Ernams, and usually you're playing Saras, I guess. Uh, I, I, I would I would say that we are not the right guys to discuss Urnam Gedon. No, no one. Like I, I played in Scryings. I played a bunch of Bant, like the green, white, blue versions. And I think what you need with uh, Armageddon, I played a bunch of Armageddon decks, but you need uh, some solid threats and. A five drop <laughs> is that's a weird part about this deck, I think. That you your the, the curve is kind of skewed. Uh, you, you're aggressive and then you're you have uh, five drops and then you have after that you want to play a four drop to like make people like make your opponent and you don't do stuff anymore. So I think you need to be playing some early threats and uh, all of the other stuff later on, but and that's uh, why that's why it's inconsistent usually for me. But I, but I think but I think either we misunderstood the question or you misunderstood what I said. Why it's best? <laughs> yeah, why it's best, and I would say it's not best. Yeah, but um, that's what I was saying also, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's so weird, but I think also like. I've seen those lists where you call them Urnam on Ice, mm -hmm. where you play Blue also, but you play Ice Storms. Yeah, I don't like that. No, me neither. I don't think... Yeah, Urnam Gedon is weird. I've never liked that deck. I've lost to it a couple of times, and I feel like I got robbed of a victory every time. Yeah, I think it's better in Scryings, uh, clearly, since you have more... You have uh, River Boa and you have better creatures. But I don't think missing. River Boa is really good in uh, Arnhem Kedon list. Uh, beg to differ. It's better than having such a clunky curve. I think usually you need to spew things out and then end with a Gedon. And like having Sarah Angel uh, sure you can play a couple of Sarah Angels but like that sounds more of a combo style win for me like having getting all that happening for you you play one Sarah Angel and then you play Armageddon that's not yeah. as much happening no but then you need to get to first five mana and your opponent... Yeah, but you, you play like birds uh, or Felwar stones. Yeah, but then your opponent... Oh, your opponent aren't doing anything the first, at least, three turns, I guess? Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think the, I think the plan is flawed. Um, yeah. But, but I think that's, that Sarah and Urnam is better than River Boa with Armageddon. I think the best Armageddon deck is... Uh, Spewing out threats and Armageddon in from all angles. But, yeah, but uh, that's not an Armageddon deck. That's something else. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I think I think 12 Bolt is better Armageddon deck than Armageddon also. 
yeah, and we've seen some robot techs also playing uh, yep, Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. a classic, because then you can get rid of the Maze of Its also, mm. which is a main plan of, uh, yeah. of Armageddon. And then you don't need two white mana to play your... <laughs> Uh, Sarah Angel or whatever, right? but but in Urnam Gedom two white is not a problem. No, but like you, you don't really care about the mana colors if you're playing uh, robots. At least if you're playing, you can have four suits after you have Gedond and still play. I I would say that I would say that it's harder to get one white mana in robots than it's get two white mana in Urnam Gedom. Mm. Yeah, if you're playing uh, Birds of Paradise, I agree. Yeah, because some, Bird, some version play uh, Felwer Zones also, of course. Yeah. Uh, Birds of Paradise is good in Urnamgeddon, if mm. you want to play Urnamgeddon. Yeah, maybe that is... What, what are the best uh, Birds of Paradise decks? I think this is a contender, for sure. Uh, uh, Paul the Silva dot deck. Yeah, and like... Paul the uh, Silva's Magic Villa. Kal or no. Kalle, Kalle plays some birds? No, he he plays Felwar stones. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's a that's yeah, he that's the that's the main thing of Kalle Kurva. You play you yeah, play land so, mox Felwar okay. and then a four drop on turn two. We could see some versions of Kalle decks with uh, a couple of birds. That would be also good. I I would say. Yeah. Okay, uh, we leave that question uh, unanswered, Mats. <laughs> we answered it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we we didn't say why it is the best deck. Because it isn't. Sadly, I would say. Sadly, sadly. Uh, next question is also from Mats. Yeah, I, I'm really confused by his name. He's from Denmark and his name is Mats Jedda Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Is is there some meaning with Jedda in Danish? Uh, what what's the English name for Jedda? Uh, uh, I'm looking it up now. Maybe it's Gedon, Armageddon. Gedda. Uh, okay. Gedda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the in English it's Northern Pike, mm. the fish. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've never heard that before. The great <laughs> pike. Mm -hmm. Weird. Disgusting yeah. fish. Um, yeah, you can't really. You can make like meatballs of it. No, I I eaten a lot of cooked pike when I grew up, and then you had uh, oh, what's that in English? Pepperot. Ah, uh -huh. yeah. I don't know what English word is, but this is like live googling English words for for food. <laughs> I kind of hate. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, horseradish. Uh, you eat yeah. nor northern pike, cooked northern pike with horseradish and uh, and uh, cooked potatoes. The, I ate that like a lot when I grew up. Mm. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't like horseradish basically, and uh, but pike you need to mix with some real meat to make it good. Like I mean, all of the, you need herbivore meat to actually make it taste good. What did you say? Herbivore meat? It's the meat that's <laughs> actually good. You can't eat uh, meat that's 
uh, like usually don't eat the pred predator meat mm, yeah. is not that good and uh, that type of pike is a predator so yeah it eats everything yeah so like it's shoes foul. the foul the <laughs> taste is foul yeah it, eats, it even eats shoes so yeah. um uh, okay. i've seen it eating ducks also <laughs> what yeah my uh, my wife they found a duckling like at a lake uh, and they like they was like oh how should we find the mom and there was a fisherman like nearby like an old fisherman even with this like hat and everything and it was like just throw it back in the lake the pike will eat it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like what, what ty is wearing now he's wearing a pike hat Okay, we have some experts in chat. Martin Purio, the herbivore theory works for mammals and birds, but not for fish. Okay, but I beg to differ. He knows his Regarding fish. the pike, at least. Yeah, but you are from from uh, from the upper class and not like yeah. the working class like me. So, well, you, do you like? If you would choose between the fishes, the pike is not like. No, no, it's it's, it's terrible, but I, I don't think it's because it eats uh, shoes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like the it's like a garbage collector in of the sea. Okay, well, um, maybe maybe I I'm I'm not that schooled in. Uh, I haven't tasted all of the fish, so. Maybe that's correct. Maybe that's a correct assumption. <laughs> it's like nihilistic tutor in chat. What theory is this? I don't know. This is. Se- <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a real oh. theory. As oh. Of now. Martin Purio said salmon and trout are uh, also carnivores. Fish, and they taste good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. No, not maybe they are like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, you don't eat pike. Yes, we do. Here, from if you're from Åland, you eat pike. Mm-hmm. Fuck you and your all your weed smokers over there. <laughs> um, okay, uh, moving on uh, from pike. Uh, this is an interesting question, also from from uh, Mats Pike Rasmussen. Uh, what <laughs> decks without blue or any power is actually competitive and fun? Hmm? The FB green. Uh, yes, that that's the first that comes to my mind. In we're talking Swedish now, so only Swedish. If we talk Atlantic, I would say white weenie as well. Trying to be mono. Mano? Mono? <laughs> uh, but uh, trying to be mono plays blue. It does? Yeah. I think there's a mono red, mono red or red with small white splash um, deck that can, like a tog, that is quite competitive and fun if people mm-hmm. are not playing 12 bolt because then you're you're fucked actually so i don't know it's it's hard to find competitive and good decks that are not blue in swedish old school oh goblins no not in swedish old school yeah okay 
sadly. What's the problem then? No, but it's like I mean, it's no goblin grenades. Is it is it both competitive and fun? Okay, yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's not fun or competitive. But um... I think that mono black is also a bit weird in Swedish. Yeah. But in Atlantic, there are several... I think that's the big selling point of Atlantic format. Yeah. That they, you can play, like, monocolor decks and they are competitive and yeah. fun. Exactly, and, yeah. Once again, the curve is way better. Uh, you need those two drops. Uh, and the point of them being, uh, like, double single-colored cards are it's a nice niche i'd say why, why the fuck don't we have fall empires in swedish that would have been so good if it was from the start it's aesthetics right no it's not aesthetic it's i think it's more actually that they were so easy to get i think mm-hmm. that's more of the original reason reason okay. because they were readily available for so many years after release yeah like in 98, you could buy Fallen Empire's boosters for nothing. The original reasoning is weird from, from like, a general aspect of the format. But, like, then uh, the Swedes could really see it because Unlimited is not... Uh, Charles, it, Charles, the dark wasn't easy to that easy to get in Sweden. Fall Lampers was. Fall Lampers were on the shelves for four or five years. In a lot mm-hmm. of stores. So I think, if I remember correctly, that was the reasoning behind not allowing Fall Lampers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stayed on the shelves. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it doesn't feel old school because you could buy it uh, in 99 and 98 in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could get, like, uh, as a second place finish in a small tournament, here you got a Fallen Empires box. Okay. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> That's great. What's the big rare in Fallen Empires? No, there's, there's no big rares in Fallen Empires. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this five colors waffle Swedish plus Fallen Empires, but him restricted. I think. I think him would be nice to have unrestricted because that makes um, black uh, mono black a better deck. Mm. And gentlemen's, uh, I agree with that. With uh, Thomas says, Thomas saying that gentlemen's is. I mean, gentlemen's is, uh, yeah. But uh, now we're talking about also in chat about there's no rares in Fallen Empires, only on commons and. Uh, and commons, that's true for Arabian Nights and Antiquities mm-hmm. as well. Um, that is a joke. That is the point of the joke, Charles. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so I think the Swedish lacks in competitive and fun non-blue decks, and that's kind of a problem it wasn't a problem in 2012 or 2009 it's a problem in 2022 mm-hmm. if you want to start playing it yeah i remember like 
trying to build decks and like why don't it, why, why would why won't you splash because it's like you can splash anything it doesn't really matter right yeah and i think that there's there's a there's a mono red list that could be fun and work with like blood moons and copper tablets and stuff. i don't think shivans without power uh uh, oh, I mean, you could play all the power and not play blue, but I, I, I sense all, all you need is mono volts. <laughs> I sense that I sense that the question asks non-power decks instead of not blue. I don't know. Maybe he thinks that yeah, you can have all power except the blue power. Mm. I don't know. It's it's hard. Uh, I'm maybe reading in too much into this. Uh, yeah, because if I you don't want think blue is the like. That's not what makes it foul. Uh, I agree with you. It's more power. Sometimes, sure, we have Ancestral, we have Time Walk, we have... Uh, like, Time Twister isn't even being played, so well, what's the problem? Counter spells? Maybe... maybe. Why, what makes counter spells good? I think maybe he is not a blue mage. He doesn't like blue playing blue, and that that could be a thing. I mean, maybe he has all the power, but he doesn't want to play blue. There are several people who who plays like that. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, I mean, all the top tier decks play blue. Yeah, clearly yes. because yeah. they're playing more than three colors and they're they're playing the unrestricted cards so how can you be able to play those and it's moxen and it's all the jewels so i uh, i think i would probably play some some atog deck if i didn't play blue yeah and how many times have you seen uh Mono blue slash. What, what's mono two? Two dual blue <laughs> decks from like nowadays. Uh, I don't think blue is the problem. It's uh, like then you could say black is a problem because of Mind Twist and <laughs> Demonic Tutor because everyone is playing that also. Uh, you're splashing. Time Walk and Ancestral. That's like basic. And a couple of Psionic Blasts or something. But yeah, yeah, some other cards, but blue, you're, yeah. you're, you're also splashing Demonic and Mind Twist. Uh, but uh, didn't Jordan Boy play Mono Blue at Sia Borg and Dubcon this year? Yeah, clearly there are mono blue decks because that benefits from uh, the, <laughs> those cards. But what I'm saying, it's it's not like you see the, the blue color being the best color because of it. I'm I'm just making a an argument of black being the worst color since everyone is playing demonic tutor and mind twist. And if you're Gordon White, is the worst color. Mm-hmm. So. And everyone yeah. is playing balance. Balance is the worst card. Yeah, but Force is the worst card. Disenchant is the worst card. Uh, I mean, Hank is uh, writing in chat that uh, Roy made top uh, top eight at Noobcom with mono black. Okay, yes, it it happens. 
like <laughs> it uh, I mean it it happens and I mean uh, Sarberry won a shark in a 50 people tournament with white weenie beating like three the decks okay it happens of course uh, and that's the fun of the game I guess right yeah yeah I mean I mean it's I think this question is hard to answer. We would probably need a follow-up and what does it mean that is decks without blue or any power is actually competitive and fun. It's it's a bit hard for me to answer. Um, but there have been a lot, like if you Roy wasn't 50 people. I don't know what Hank means in chat, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, of course, like, of course, there are some decks that will make top eight every now and then. Uh, that doesn't make them competitive for me. No. Uh, it's like all the in the earlier noob cons, a lot of people played mono black because people love Jusams. Uh, I've seen mono black made. Um, made top eight before and then i've said like 20 mono black decks that doesn't has never made a top eight so mm -hmm. i don't know mm. so so yeah um, mono black is i think mono black is fun in a way that a lot of people like black cards they like to go turn one dark ritual hypnotic specter yeah it's yeah. fun if you like that you like that and mm. it was a lot better before. Uh, uh, it was a lot better before when not everyone played 12 bolts. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, a mono black has made top eights in competitive environments. And as I said, uh, a guy with white... Olin is arguing with the chat. Yeah, point. I mean, Hank Hen is going like, this is a competitive environment in 2019. Yes, I mean, We're as I said, a, a mono-white deck has won a shark in an extremely competitive environment as well. Uh, with like players like Elof and Pefken and stuff like that. Oh, back, back in the good old days. Yes. Uh, if we would go through, like, do a live and go through all of Pefkin decks he has made top eight with, <laughs> then, that, that would be an oh. interesting point. Like, hmm. there would be so much confusion. Yeah, like, uh, Mono Drain is unrestricted. Why do you play one Mono Drain Pefkin? Because it's right to play one Mono Drain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're getting anywhere <laughs> with this point. No, we're just... No. But uh, the next question is is a follow-up from someone. Um, I don't know who. The first expensive card to buy. My first thought is Library of Alexandria. Or Chaos Orb. I'm I'm also those two are my top picks. Yeah, I think uh, those are by the first card should be a card you can play in any deck. I agree. I agree totally with that. It's or orb, uh, we have Hank saying orb, we have Ticket Basilis saying orb, we have Purio saying orb, 
We have uh, Nihilistic Tutor saying Orb, yeah. Yeah, we seem to have a... Uh... And Thomas saying Bog Imp. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've, I think Thomas on this one. I think, uh, <laughs> but I I wouldn't consider Bogimp an expensive card, but it depends on your budget. Uh, to be yeah. honest, Charles <laughs> uh, says uh, Lotus. Uh, I totally disagree with Lotus. I think Lotus is one of the worst cards, depending on your budget. No, but but still, if you could get uh, if like if all the power nine plus orb a uh, power eleven say power nine um, library and orb cost the same, which card would you go for? I would never go for the lotus. No, no. like first, where where are we at then? Like, we we we're, we're just talking about first expensive card to buy and yeah, yeah, exactly. load orb is like the consensus of 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 the chat i think okay no i would probably go from moxen actually i would i would probably depending on it depends a bit on what deck i play exactly if i play if i play white i wouldn't go for orb if i Mm. don't play white i probably would go go for orb if i go for blue white i would 100 percent go for ancestral like clean slate I would need to play either. I, w- I would probably play red, I guess, or like green, red, and then I would go for a red moxon. Uh, would you go for a red me. mox before chaos orb? Yes, I would. Okay, really? I I wouldn't, but well, I would. I think uh, it goes into other formats also, like if you play vintage or whatever, and. Uh, I kind of like, yeah, you're, it's more aggressive for those types of decks that you're playing in the beginning. But if, if I would consider Vintage, I would go for Ancestral every day of the week. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's weird playing one Ancestral, but maybe you can play, okay, we're, we're not going into Vintage now, but <laughs> you're playing Bug or whatever, some. Yeah, then the Ancestral is the best card. Mm. Uh, and in blue or red, Ancestral is the best card. Those yeah, are the two, yeah. two sheep decks. Um, what order did you guys get your cards? Uh, that's uh, For me, it's easy because I bought... My first buy was five Moxen and a Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. Then well, I got Ancestral... Then the my ne- in one swoop, yep. five books and okay. Yep. Um, and then my next buy was Ancestral plus Time Twister. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, uh, d- after that, I got uh, the Time Walked, a trade. Uh, and then six years later, I bought the Chaos Orb. Okay. Time? <laughs> uh, my first, I bought in one swoop. Ancestral, Time Walk, Blue, uh, Blue Mox, Black Mox, uh, Blue Mox, the boss, I think. And the one after that was the Black Mox, then Green, Red, so, and White. So, the, to summarize, you got you got Moxes. What was what? your first card? No, I, I, in one swoop, I got Ancestral, Time Walk. Blue Mox library. Okay. 
Well, that's a good, really good start starting point. And then you started collecting the moxen. Uh, no, then I got the black mox. I keep collecting the moxen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I traded for green, white, and red mox. Yeah. And then the last one I traded for a uh, lotus. Mm. I think I got uh, uh, I got the blue power, and uh, I bought my <laughs> blue mock sapphire from uh, Mickey Magnuson, and I tried to put it <laughs> I tried to get it cheaper. <laughs> it's really clean. I think it's the best uh, looking power I have, I guess. But I was like, he's like, no, this is probably correct. <laughs> it's like, uh, now I, I'm kind of ashamed of it, but I was like, maybe, maybe that's a bit steep. And I was like, no, this is correct. And I was like, maybe right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got, remember. I got all the blue power and uh, like the blue moxen, and then maybe another moxen, and then I just went like. Balls to the walls with the uh, <laughs> with the lotus, and after you buy the lotus, everything is cheap. Yeah, <laughs> you I can buy whatever you want. want. <laughs> so, I, so I already paid up. So okay, so chat me and Ty says chaos orb, and uh, Seb says a mox as the first expensive card well, to buy. You you said also depending on what deck you want to play. Yeah, but and, yeah. Well, our argument was that chaos orb goes in any deck. Yes, but uh, you're right about that. But I personally think that it uh, expands your gameplay so much. For but it's weird. I don't think you're. What do you guys think? It's not like you're getting, you're collecting a blue deck and then trying a red deck. It's usually that you're going in for one or two colors, and then for me, if you're, it's so much better when you have, uh, <laughs> when you have that uh, explosiveness in those types of decks. That's just me. Oh, we have uh, Jovel King in the chat. I'm gonna take a shot for Jovel King. Jovel King. Pixels of the North. Pixels of the North. Uh, if you like retro games, uh, follow him. I had his. Uh, I uh, I don't even know what he called himself, but a relative of him over here, a while back. I gave him a bag, an X Files bag, just to show off for, uh, <laughs> just to show off for Joel King. Nice. He he only he hasn't played Magic that much, and when I was at his place in Warber. Uh, he, uh, I, I saw he had some collectibles. So I was like, "These are these are worth worth a buck today." And it's like, "Oh, well, okay." And when he went here this summer, it was like, "Oh, well, I sold those stuff." So I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he mentioned that he was, uh, uh, he knew Joel King. King. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's uh, move on, I think, from this interesting topic. Um, we have... <laughs> I think this is one of the worst questions ever, Thomas. 
Fun decks. Ah, the deck. Yeah, 12 bolt. Is that the fun deck of your choice, uh, Ty and uh, Ornan? Yes, yes. Would you go for 12 <laughs> bolt for any deck right now, Ornan? Yeah, for sure. Okay. But Cut. you. So I kind of misunderstood you last time we spoke because you said I wouldn't do anything differently, but it's not Lion Dibolt. What's the 12 bolt? Is it Fancy Sue? What 12 bolt deck? The, it, it doesn't really matter. There's some, okay, some, okay. some variant of 12 bolt. Like, mm. that, that's the thing. It can be Arabian Agro, it can be Counterburn, but it's okay. a 12 bolt mm. list. So you're kind of cheating. <laughs> no, but okay, then I say Fantasy Sue with Lions. Okay. Uh, the same uh, the same list I played with Wincon yeah. with the Shorasab. And and clearly yeah. I'm saying robots, so Yeah. But then I'm cheating because robots can be twelve volt today. Yeah, but um I have um tomorrow I'm gonna play with Charles and then I have I'm not gonna spoil it because Charles is in chat. Uh, I'm playing fun decks. You have seen the, I sent the lists to you. They are fun decks. Mm-hmm. They, but they are not like You're insisting. They're fun decks. Okay. Yeah, but they are they are quite fun. I have no idea if they're good, yeah. um, but they are fun to look at. They mm-hmm. have no sure how sad though. No, but I don't play white in any of the decks. So yeah that's you that's a just smash them <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not gonna happen but yeah i agree with you uh they they look fun Shout out, it's probably some porn link. No, mm-hmm. it's not, but uh, okay. Uh, it's some new card from Warhammer 40k Commander. Fuck you. I'm not gonna even look at that. <laughs> it's like, what did, yeah, what did uh, yeah. what, what, what did Hot say about the 40k cards? It's like. It was so out of character for him in the X-Files chat, like, what shit is this or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say anything, but then he made a <laughs> comment about it, like, I don't really like this. What's going on? I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, and he's <laughs> and like... And then he checked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, sadly, Thomas, we don't have any fun decks of your caliber. Uh, we need to play, but I'm gonna play it. You know it. I'm gonna play the Amru Kitkins I got from you. Mm-hmm. The Grumpy Cat Altars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are amazing. And um, what are you playing those in then? I was thinking, I got. I think it was Martin Perio who said uh, maybe with Divine Transformation, but I think Blessing is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blessing is a cool card. Yeah. It's a really nice art, also. Yeah. Yep. 
Mm. I remember that uh, I think it was Brother Ben who played it at the uh, ABU tournament at NoobCon 2019 on the Sunday. Mm. Um, he played Ser Angels and Blessing in a control deck. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty it cool. was a second place prize for Vienna Ged on the year I won as well. A beta blessing, which I altered with horns on for reindeer. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, moving on from fun decks to Swedish metagame. The big one. I think um, coming home from Wingcon, it, it felt like it felt like the twelve bolt list. So you, you, the the question being like, what what's the position of the, like the Swedish meta game? That was basically the question. Okay, so what is the Swedish meta game? Yeah, so I still think like the because there's a follow up to this one as well um, because he has kind of identified the Swedish meta game. Uh, I think like the twelve bolt the deck. BB-8 and um, like the Stebo-ish, Lauter-ish lists mm. or the tier 1 decks at the moment. I think 8-Tog is atrocious. Not yes. like... Uh, I, th- um, I, I mean, 8-Tog is, is fine, but I think the problem is that Ankh of Mishra and Black Wise are so bad. Yeah... Yeah, basically, yes, I agree. I think um, okay. The you said uh, BB-8, like some sort of uh, robots version of uh, aggressive robot version, right? I would I would say if you're not Leo Bruder, uh, it's BB-8. If you're Leo Bruder, it's Leo Bruder's robots list. Yeah. What does that mean? He plays like weird. He doesn't play bolts, and he plays. Anime dead. I mean, it's it, it's his own. It, Leo Bruder is like a Pefkin that never changes decks. Okay. Uh, for for the, that's the, that's how that's how I see him. But he, a Pefkin un- that doesn't change decks. Pefkin plays weird cards since they win. Yeah. That's, that's. I mean, I think that uh, Florian plays kind of Leo Bruder's list, and he did extremely well at NoobCon this year. Okay, but basically what I was uh, asking about is that uh, it's robots with bolts. Yep, uh, like and Cyblast. A, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of direct damage. Uh, and then we had the deck, but not really the deck anymore, right? The meta, it's uh, no, but uh, more the, angels and... No, that, that's the summer derby. That's America. In, okay. in it, Italy, it was still the same good old decks. Okay, but um, I kind I'm, of saw them still being more, not from the, like, I wouldn't say, at least not here, it's more Sarah-based. Right? No? Yeah. yeah. The the classic Orland the deck with two to three Sir Angels in 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 the in the main deck. Yeah. So Circa, those Circa are, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And then clear the Lion the Bolt Lotter, whatever. Those are the big three contenders, I'd say. Yeah. Uh but then again you could meet 
whatever <laughs> that are kind of good uh, all the arabian agro yeah i uh, mean arabian agro for me falls under 12 bolt yeah exactly uh, uh, that that's like one step behind here still mainly because of the cinnabol i guess and uh, i don't know like the direct damage is so good against so many decks uh, and like playing it's like a lot of those decks are playing uh, all of the restricted cards and usually urnum decks aren't playing the same uh, like sorcery instance spell like they don't play bolts and they're not doing the the same things not aggressively they're more based on the creatures and that gets skewed by Moat, Abyss, and Cinnabol, uh, uh, usually. If playing a uh, Lion isn't that big of a deal, if you still have 12 volts and all of the other things, uh, that's my take, but I don't know if it's great. I don't, I don't think that Abyss is that great positioned to be honest it's like it's you still have no, all but, the, but, but in addition to everything else it's like yeah you, but it, it, uh, uh, urnum is a four drop uh, if you're Ur- playing green you're playing more creatures usually yeah and urnum and, is not in any tier one deck at all no no but uh, what i was saying is why it's one step behind uh, is because there's so many good answers to those type of threats not just the sydney bottle but also moat and abyss yeah but still you have those decks have the 12 bolts so I don't. Is it twelve volt Urnum decks? I haven't. No, but okay, Urnum decks. But what what Urnum decks are we talking about? They're no, hardly... well, I'm talking about like no. What, yeah. what we were talking about was all the different decks, and we're going down the ladder, right? Okay, but I don't think that Urnum is part of the meta game at all. Mm-hmm. It's hardly played at all. That's sad. Well, it might be. It might be, but but I think it's um, it's not that good uh, good in the in the meta game, especially if not if people are gonna play more terrors as we have seen lately. Mm. Then it's Wait, even have worse. We, yeah, have we, have we mentioned troll disco? Yeah, I think I think the the glory days of troll disco are. Are over. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that reindeer might be onto something. He is going more aggressive. Uh, yeah. I think he's yeah, doing. Like the, yeah, I think he's doing the right thing because, like, uh, troll disco is bad against twelve bolt. It's bad against the deck. It's probably fine against BB eight. I think it's favored against BB eight. I haven't really played that matchup, but. Uh, in my head, it's favored. Uh, and what direction did the reindeer go then? He goes full full on burn. He plays Cyblast, uh, mm. 
and he does his three of thing. He doesn't play four of of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he only played four of Sedge Trolls. Yeah, I think. Mm. And then you can add like uh, swamps and Sengir vampires as well. Yeah. So um, I think that's the way to go. I'm sad to say that I think that uh, Sedge Troll has fallen from the tier 1.5 category. But yeah. I had but I had a good run with it in several <laughs> tournaments. So I'm okay. Lots of fun. Uh, but then he he follows up. It's the same Anders, Odd Anders Kjøstvedt. How to attack the best decks. Lion Bolt Dib, the deck, and BB-8. Um, that's a hard one. There's no real conclusion how to beat all those decks. If there was, no. we wouldn't tell you. You play it on Noobcon. Mm-hmm. No, like... Uh, I remember way back when it was like life gain versus the deck or whatever. Uh, like, it's no because like blue red was the contender for like it was the deck and it was blue red counter burn whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you could play some sort of life gain. I don't really think that. Uh, Circle Protection Red was good then. No, it's but, still still not good. Yeah, but like having some sort of life gain usually negates the edge of counter burn. Like Ivory Tower, we talked about that earlier. Maybe not consistent anymore, but maybe then I don't know if it was how aggressive the blue red. They didn't have. I think Ivory Tower never has been good in the deck. I, I kind of like it still. I'm not as sure as you are with that, but um, still, that's a way of going about against some of like the burn strategies. But I don't. I'm not sure. I would not play uh i would tower against the ldb deck or whatever no it's uh, I, I would love the deck trying to beat landy bolt with i yeah. tower it's too it's attacking on too many levels also i tower on paper is good against a lightning bolt it's not good on uh two damage on a stick like uh Lion or even uh, Mishra or whatever. I think it's. I think it falls under that that thing that Fluffy said about playing the deck back in 2016, 17, and before. That you could basically play anything in the deck and still win. It doesn't matter if you play Ivory Towers or not, because you would still better than 90% of the decks because everyone played bad decks. So Ivory Towers didn't really matter. Uh, nowadays I don't think you can fit them in because they are so terrible you sitting there I'm not going to play a land I'm not going to play any mana in the deck and just pass the turn and hope it works mm. and then then your opponent goes bolt, 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 draw 7 and you're fucked I agree yeah so the I think what you need solutions for in your sideboard is the uh, main artifact strategies and uh, 
always have like three red elemental blasts ready if you're playing red for the counter spells but like it's not I easy do, I, to I don't add. think red elemental blasts are, are good against counter spells they are good against dibs and they can be good against the copy artifacts of the bb8 yeah so. yeah yeah we, we we're just addressing one deck at a time here but yeah, three, but, um, if you're playing red, I think three three elemental blasts is solid against a lot of decks of the like three contenders up there. Uh, but like you're not play. Are we talking about a deck that's best against the? No, I've, uh, uh, the how, is, oh. how do you uh, uh, how do you attack it and then? Yes. And then, I and then I think that uh, one of the best cards to attack this is Divine Offering. Or Blood Moon. Uh, yeah, Blood, Blood Moon. Blood, Blood, Moon is, Blood Moon is a solid strategy, but Divine Offering is really good uh, yeah. because the Lion Landy Bolt decks tend to tend to sideboard into to Suchis. Yeah, uh, and they rely on damage. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The damage is also like in your favor then, if it's a Suchi. Yeah. Um... But, but the thing is, just coming back to the red elemental blast thing, there's not that many lists today that place three red elemental blast in the board, in the sideboard. I, I am. I think it's yeah. nice. I really like One. it. One. Well, yeah, maybe, people maybe seem, it depends people on seems what... to up to count on blue blue elemental boss instead. May, well, they're they're afraid of blood moons and uh, and bolts. bolts. Bolts, yeah. I yeah, think I, I think that red elemental blast is uh, is best when you can play it against dibs. Th then it's yeah, extremely really, really. good if they yeah. because if they have dibs and psionic blast red elemental blast is amazing if you expect to use it on counter spells it's not that great mm. then you're often sitting it within your hand and then you get mind twisted and then you're dead mm. um, and, and what we have seen from simon is that you don't play that many dips anymore and you go for the sushi plan or Sarah plan instead just to make just to negate those red elemental busts mm. yeah uh, but then again we have the yeah like I I kind of like it's clean having three red and three blue elemental blasts it sweeps a lot of uh, good Text then. We've also been talking about control magics, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm keen to shatter storms, <laughs> but it's not a clean, it's not a good card. Energy flux, I don't really like anymore. Energy flux is terrible. No. Yeah, like a, a while back, it was good, I'd say. But uh, it's 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 good if you play against like the the decks with like Ankhs and Black Wises and and yeah. few mana sources. It's amazing, but against a Suchi, okay, I pay two and beat you for four when exactly. you tapped out, and then I bolt so, you. But so I, I actually think Shatterstorm is better today, but uh, we have we, we're not seeing that any energy fluxes either. Uh, so how to contend for against? those particular decks 
uh, it's like play all of the restricted cards. <laughs> that's the that's the first. Step. Yeah, you go into a restricted card lottery and um, you hope and like to even balance. We we saw that being used so much in the Wincon, uh, like top eight and like during the top seated tables. I want to to say this to Martin Berlin. Balance is an amazing card in in most decks. You are wrong, Martin Berlin. Well, at this point, (laughs) yes. Since everyone is... Maybe not then, as you also said. We also talked about how Fluffy mentioned... Yeah, but but then... Way back. Yeah, if way back playing, uh, playing the deck, just playing the deck was enough but and then playing balances might be weird but now everyone is playing all of those or secret cards and i agree with you all uh, balance sets stuff in your favor at some point even also playing with the money tutor you have two answers basically for all of that happening so yeah, you you kind of need some answers. And uh, Charles talks about main deck red elemental blast. I'm I'm not a fan of that. Um, oh, I, I I've been thinking about it, but uh, I don't see where like okay. Imagining you all I'm playing uh, like the fantasy zoo deck, and me playing mono slash something red. Yep. When is it? When am I glad to have it in my starter? You have lions, and you have, of course, all the power, and you have the sonic loss. So we ha- I have targets, but it's not like I'm winning with it. But and then your deck, yeah, no, it's not like back in the day when you played amnesia and brain gazers and all the heavy duty blue cards. So. No, but it's like, what would I even cut for it? Yeah, it's that's like, the hard part. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not a terrible card, but it's the lists nowadays are so tight. Uh, I understand uh, the old deck lists that played uh, main deck Red Elemental Blast because okay, I want to counter this ancestral or time walk or time twister or whatever. And the worst thing that could happen is you just discard it to recall later mm. on down the road, turn 20. It mm. didn't matter that much, and you often had a target. And especially if you played the mirror, you always had a target. Yeah. But I don't think it's that viable anymore. Um, I don't know. I've never liked main deck uh, Red Elemental Blasts. Um, it felt like it ended up being like, okay, I, I'm holding a 7, this can be the best card, or it can be totally trash, should I keep this hand? Yeah, and like, people have had the blasts in the sideboard, and if you have played those cards, do you keep a card, uh, <laughs> a hand, do you feel like, how do you feel when you have your first seven when you have one of the blasts in hand. It's not like you're, oh, nice, I have a blue elemental blast. I have a red elemental blast. So it's not a clean answer, but it's a... It's It could be, but it's not 
yeah i mean if if you if you don't draw it in your opening rounds and you end up like 3-0 and play against other 3-0 opponents it's probably good Mm. um but yeah now i think it's too big of a risk um and it's like yeah i i kind of feel you in a way nihilistic tutors like sounds like a fucking terrible format why do we even play old school restricted cards lottery uh jesus fucking christ standard is better okay yeah i get that but i've all i mean i've been lucky i've always had all the power cards and i'm always trying to either play a deck i really want to play or trying to to outthink the other guys yeah i mean it's like playing poker i mean you can be the best player and you can end up losing all your money but you're still the best player yeah i don't think any of us uh ty you played some of the deck but i I don't think any of us have played it in a couple of years no i haven't played it since yeah and i I, I only played it i played it during covid in the redacted tournaments but uh, yeah yeah. we have been playing a lot of like the restricted lottery or whatever and still looking at all of the tournaments like not even the ones i've been in i think it usually the better players come out in top so it's not uh lottery in that sense i'd say and i've been playing so many weird decks and been doing kind of good with them anyhow and how to go about in this (laughs) boring stale format i'd say just be glad when you're winning with your weird brews and drink beer and have fun so it's not like winning is the main point if you're playing it's set the deck is the best deck we're not arguing about that (laughs) yeah Uh, and the follow up to this one was the best sideboard card in the meta against most of of the decks and for me it's divine offering Mm. yeah because of uh, taking over yeah it's a life swing and it answers the control decks and yeah and it's amazing if you especially if you can if you can present the deck that plays blood moon but also plays white they are gonna bring in their suchis against you and then the divine offering is an all-star oh yeah then then uh, that's what I kind of like about the blue-red counterburn um, that you can always represent uh, Blood Moon. Mm. Um, it's like you can for the, in that deck you can't bring in divine offerings, but you can bring in shatters because you expect them to bring in suchis. Yeah. So you can kind of force your opponent into a certain certain board boarding. Um, and you might not fool everyone, but I still think that when you play old schools, like so many people that are new, uh, uh, that, that feel like they are new players, they 
they don't understand all the nuances that you have if you played 100 tournaments. Uh, I wish I just was a better technical player, um, because then I think I could do even better. But I think I, in some ways, I often fool people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Showing the shark. No, oh no, that doesn't that doesn't work. Like it, it, it might work against someone, but it's it's more of a joke. But but still, like you, you do stuff in a way, and then your opponents react in a certain way that you thought they would. Uh, but then again, we also talked about this on the on the podcast with Simon Christie's like yeah I expect to see a lot of people playing my deck at Wincon and it happened I played two of those mirrors and we boarded <laughs> exactly the same <laughs> it's oh, like really? okay yeah yeah uh, the first time I won I played against uh, I'm gonna butcher the name Gwen de Champelare uh, the guy who won the Bazaar Mox and Vintage the year I top eighted uh, oh. he, play, he played the same list as me and changed a couple of cards but we basically like okay you boarded like that I boarded exactly the same it, for the mirrors <laughs> like okay yeah this is interesting uh, and then I played another gun and he, uh, guy and he ran me over it's like so you also learn a lot by just like listening to looking at deck lists and listening to pods or reading blogs or whatever and you can adapt to people adapting to that. <laughs> so, but but I was I was kind of so, yeah, it's it, it is, and it's like okay, this is public information now. How do I attack that? And I think that is the best way to attack the the top decks. You act on you react to public information with non-public information. Get a couple of guys and get together and build your deck i didn't i mean i played stebo in round five of wincon i didn't know his list i had no idea what his board plan was against me and uh, he was a huge favorite in that match because i didn't know what he was doing he probably knew exactly what i was doing and that is huge advantage yeah that is true so consider what is public information and what is private information and use that to your advantage. I think that is the only way to attack the, the best decks. Yeah. You missed my rant, Seb. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, did I miss it or? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, uh, it was a discussion about public versus private information. Mm. I think the only way to, to attack the, the best decks is to not use public information. As I said, I lost to, to Stebo at Wincon because I didn't know his list. He probably knew my exact list and my exact yeah. board plans. Yes. You're, you, you don't really care about that. And I... Uh, I care about that more, I think. About what? The public information. You just uh, send the link, the decks, and like don't really care about it that much. Right? No, but it's like I knew I was gonna. Everyone knew I was gonna play Simon Christie's list. 
So mm-hmm. it was it was open in a, in a way. Sense. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. I and that goes back to like the transformational sideboard and whatever. I I really like that. Uh, and like what Blood Moon is better in main. Maybe not Red Elemental Blast is better in main, but some cards are better in main. Yep. Uh, and like you talked about Guardian Beasts, like that yep. were, that was where we started out. And that's great in main, but maybe... No, I don't think it's maybe great. It's not, maybe it's also good in Cyborg, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that good in main because uh, like you don't know if people play Sword to Plowshares or not. But then again, not that many people are playing... Uh, X amount of uh, Sydnabol in main either. But the 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 most important thing, <laughs> the most best example of a good a card that's good main deck and often atrocious after board is uh, Amnesia. Mm-hmm. How come? It, it's a six mana spell and they can bring in a one mana answer to yeah. it. Yeah. That that's that's like. If everyone was playing Amnesia, main deck Reb would be a good card. But we could go for like Mirror Universe also uh, then. But uh, most people have answers for artifacts anyhow, right? Yeah. Yeah, you should have at least. I mean, if you don't play Mono Black, then your only answer is Chaos Orb and Nevenerals Disc. If it's not unrestricted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As I said, unrestricted Chaos Orb would would enable a lot of weird stuff and then i would consider playing mono black in in swedish if chaos orb was unrestricted mm. i i would sh- try it i own juice so mm. uh, but but yeah um I, w- I would say try to make some weird stuff in your sideboard that people don't expect i yeah. played ag- I, I won first round against the deck it wasn't an interesting match in per se, but when he alabaster potion for seven against my lion bolt lion the bolt deck game two, he was like, "Okay, yeah, mm. I lose to this." Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect that. It's it's not red or blue elemental blastable either, so that's nice. Alabaster potion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <can tell> the <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. We have. We have talked about uh, reverse damage before. Yeah. It's 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 a decent card. Um, What's the black card called when you're redirecting the damage to a creature? Simulacrum. Simulacrum. Yeah, uh, that's worse. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot worse. Uh, but it's it's. I mean, alabaster potion is good because. It makes timing awkward. It's like, okay, I bolt you. Okay, I respond with an alabaster potion for seven. Okay. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about work <laughs> nowadays? Is it still not good it's, enough? It's such a weird card. I think yeah. I think it's amazing to at least have one in mono red. Mm-hmm. But Maybe not two. any other? Like, no, is it, it because of the double red? or? Yeah, but it's... It's not that great. Hmm? 
uh, it's so situational. You can yeah. go, you can end up in a whole game. It's like they go, you sit with fork in hand, and they go like, "Okay, Sarah Angel, go." It's like okay. yeah. But I'm asking because uh, we're talking about mainboard, sideboard, and like it can really get you. I would guess. Yeah. I've I've played two and three sometimes in main, and it can really win games. But as you said, you sh- it's not. You need to build upon your opponent and you having cards, <laughs> making it efficient. Uh, nowadays, maybe people play more spells, so maybe it's better. I don't know. No. But you, what would you need to play? Would you need to play? You need to play a semi-aggressive deck, right? Uh, that I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to me, it's still just a combo card. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I wanted to play it. I think it's amazing in singleton formats, mm-hmm. uh, but in ordinary old school, nah. I don't know. With Goblin Grenade, it's also fine. Yeah. Twiddle Walt Red. Twiddle no, Walt. no, not in Twiddle Walt, but in <laughs> the, uh, that for, uh, Time Walk recursion deck. Yeah. The time warp recursion thing. The the one that was even worse than Twiddle Vault when Twiddle when Time Vault was restricted, but still a deck. (laughs) So So. that's what we're talking about. Okay, Um, I need a for me. I need a quick uh, toilet break and uh, a new gin drink. You can Mm -hmm. start discussing the next topic from Bjarni on Mirbaka, which which is the best howling deck, howling mind deck without Twiddle Vault. Mm-hmm. How many? How many more topics? Where are we at now? Voila. We we are we are we're doing fine. Uh, I said we will stop in about an hour, and we're gonna do that fine. What's an hour? Is it one o'clock or no zero zero thirty? As I said. Okay, so we need to talk about how we mind. What I'm asking is, how many more topics do we have? We have some random shit. After this. <laughs> <laughs> but 0030 in five minutes. No? Okay, yeah. I I I thought we were an hour earlier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we continue with the best howling mind decks. I'm gonna get a new drink and uh Stasis is ruled out nihilistic tutor because it contains howling <laughs> uh, it contains time vault, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. so usually time vault, yeah. 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 So uh, I'd go for all of the parfait decks. Uh, there's a bunch of them, and I've been playing a bunch of them. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm looking at two empty chairs, but there's Ty. <laughs> like Olan said, I'm fixing a drink, and then Ty and Olan went away. So you guys yeah, so- discuss, and then Ty also went. I'm thinking so- uh, all of the parfait decks are the contenders, right? Or best howling mind deck yeah they should be i think the list that pefkin played that is blue white with a splash of black is a good holy mind deck i guess there's titania song list it should be good yeah like i i what what you need is howling mind. You need relic barriers, and you need. Uh, I think you would need two ices at least. 
So we're talking about four uh, rel uh, relic barriers and two to three ices. And that's a Howling Mine deck with a monocolor or a Perfei or whatever would you like call it. And then I would also clearly play two uh, at least uh, Wind Orbs, right? Yeah, probably and two. And then you orbs. can play Titania's Song, you can play whatever you like. <laughs> you can play Guardian Orb, you can play uh, anything, basically. You can play Living Planes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could play another deck like Living Edge. Yeah, Living Edge is uh, okay. Tax Edge. Oh, tax Edge, yeah. Uh, Howling Mine. Uh, I'd still go for the control route, though. Interesting Probably. that it, this uh, Living Edge. I was like, what the fuck is this? Land's Edge and Living Plane? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Living on the edge. No, but I think probably Land's Edge should, Land's edge should be a good deck with mm -hmm. Holy Mines. Mm -hmm. Why is Land's Edge good with Holy Mine? Well, Oh, well, I guess it plays land text also. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So, I don't really see the synergy with Lance Edge. Drawing cards. Both in, both in head. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's... I really like this, uh, like, toolkit to try out weird stuff. Uh, when we played Oland, uh, I think, on the Café Rep, I played, like, Sandred Priest... Sandred, what's it called? No, Senic Poltergeist. Senic Priest. Senic Poltergeist and uh, some weird stuff uh, with Howling Minds. It's nice to attack in with Howling Minds, but that's just cute. Uh, it's cool to have that, to have Howling Mines uh, and Relic Barriers and put it. Wow, oh, Seb froze, I think. <laughs> you froze for a bit there, Seb. Am I here again? Yes, you're here okay. again. It's cool to have that package to put in whatever, wherever you like. Uh, and I tried that and I lost against you, but I won the. Otherwise, uh, maybe lucky or whatever, but it's cool to have uh, Howling Mines and that and play. You can play big green, you can play big red, you can play small red, you can play your ATOG, you can play whatever. I don't know what the best deck is otherwise, but uh, I think that's the neat part with Howling Mine and Relic Barriers and stuff like that yeah i think i think i like the 
the Underworld Dreams, the old Swedish Underworld Dreams deck oh, with Howling Minds. That's nice list. Like that was like twenty percent of the meta back in two thousand fourteen. Okay. Thank you. It's not Party Crasher. It's uh, yeah. If Party Crasher is isn't Party Crasher like Dead Guy Ale, but yeah. MG's version. So what what are we playing? It's then? basically a Dreams combo. Mm-hmm. But with Howling Mines and Relic Barriers. So you, you sit and just lock them down. Uh, it's black. Is it black and white? or is it? No, black, red, blue. Okay. So it plays all the restricted cards. Uh, you splash a balance, whatever. Mm. And then you play win with Underworld Dreams. And then you maybe have juice something to sideboard. But you also have like um, Howling Mines, Relic Barriers. Um, yeah so so, that's a nice deck having usums in the sideboard actually (laughs) you can even play abyss in the main then yeah yeah you played abyss in the main and then you sideboard into usums Mm. it's uh it's uh it's a combo deck and i think you're not playing that many uh underworld rings then right you're four Okay, you're playing four. Yeah, yeah. it's Wait. it plays four rituals, and it. Oh, okay. So it's I would, go- I would, I personally would not go for that. Yeah, but it's it's the only win command deck. Yeah, but I would not go all in. I would probably go <laughs> like playing a dark ritual into whatever. It's easily, it's <laughs> you, you you. What you need are. It's easily easily like. One card can take care of anything, right? I don't really like going combo routes. Uh, I'm more like the parfait route then. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's I not think the Jason Sports played that list with Yusams uh, and Hypnotic in the sideboard. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I think Yusam is too little. You need more than four creatures in the sideboard. Yeah, uh, I think he also had. No, I would play main, maybe even one or two Trisks, <laughs> because it's nice. Uh, so you have some more creatures, at least. But it's like, it's too few creatures to do anything. But, I, I mean, me and Mano played it in a, in a tournament once. We both came up with, it was some weird constri- constrictions on the format. I don't remember what it was. But me and Mano, without talking to each other, both play a dreams list with do something in the sideboard. Mm. Uh, and it was, we both made the top, whatever it was, top 12 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, they have some in Neos, like you, the group winner wins and everyone that goes 5-1 makes the top X. Mm. And uh, so, so I think uh, if people are not expecting that, and if they are not expecting uh, creature from the sideboard, it can be good. And I think that deck is the best one for uh, transformational sideboard into creatures because you can play hypnotics and juicems, and you already have the rituals in the main deck. Mm. So you can be okay. Turn, game one, okay. I lost to Underworld Dreams, Wheel of Fortune, Howling Mine, whatever. Okay, I'm gonna board Shatters, and then you go turn one Jusam, yeah, exactly. and smash face, or turn one Hypnotic, and they don't. That's what you w- would like, at least, to happen. So I think that's my favorite 
holding mind deck without the time vault. I mm. think the caveat without time vault is a bit weird because everyone knows I love the holding mind eight dog list with uh, with uh, time, time vaults. Vault. Yeah, but also the like the flip side of what I said that I like more perfect control or whatever. The flip side with having uh, dark ritual is clearly. <laughs> Like having a turn one slash two three whatever, just some is like so good uh, with dark rituals. So and yeah. also a turn one turn one underworld dreams with ritual against some yeah, deck yeah, is, yeah. is basically game. Of course, uh, but, but it's so. also like leaning into a more aggressive route of that. So uh, yeah. you could sit with the hand of like weird cards <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah. Th- that's that's true with the parfait when you sit with the opener with like two winter orbs and a yeah. titania song like okay mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, 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 I think the biggest problem with the parfait list uh, is that it's it's a draw magnet if you play time rounds mm-hmm it's mm-hmm. so easy to just go one one or lose yeah, one zero. That's why you need some pressure of, in some sense, I guess. So, um, so yeah. Um, so we have uh, two two best howling mind decks without uh, time vault. We have a parfait and underworld dreams combo. I Is think that... so. Yeah, and yeah, there are right. different types of those also. Yeah. So it's, I think it's really interesting. And then you have some weird things with chains, which no one of us owns. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just weird. Um, yeah, and you need you need more than one chains to make that happen. So yeah, yeah. For so, that we need Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> Jo, det är när dig han ser och hör Vill ni veta någonting så fråga ugglan Kan en gammal jädra gå? Nej, han kan bara stå Djupt in i skogen sitter jag trogen Upplyser var och en Säg varför skäller hunden på månen? Jo, det kan inte skälla igen Klipsk.